WFUV's Pick and Pod podcast, WFUV Sports. I guess that's inherently assumed, though. Um, this is the Knicks and Nets special. Uh, Reed Horner here, and joined by Charlie Mazzano. Both of us are Knicks reporters here. And then we're also joined by two of our Nets reporters, Billy Reinhardt and uh, Dominic Capone. Is it Dom Capone? We'll go with Dom. You, I, I, gave, I gave your government fine. just to be respectful. <laughs> Give uh, the government. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so we're going to talk Knicks and Nets for the next 30 minutes. Obviously, since we're here in New York City, the mecca of basketball, just not the center of NBA championships. I got to go to uh, the passionate Nets reporter, our very own Billy Reinhardt. How are the Nets going to look this year? They're going to be better. They're going to be the best team in New York. I'm very sure of that. We're already starting it off. I'm very sure of that. That's that's not the goal, but I think I'm very confident in saying that. The Knicks don't have Porzingis at the beginning of the year. They're going to be tanking towards the end of the year. For the Nets, I think they have a lot of young players ready to take that next step. It's year three now with Atkinson and Marks at the helm. I think they're just really – everyone's really comfortable there from the players to the front office. I think they're really ready to make that big step. Is Russell? Do we think Russell? Oh, sorry, real quick. Do we think Russell's going to be a, a franchise type of player, or is he just a placeholder to sell tickets till they find that? Guy? I don't think he's your number one on a title team, but I think he could definitely be a he's two a or piece. a two or three option. Mm-hmm. I think he's a core piece. Um, they're looking for that him to take that step this year. He's the main guy. He missed a ton of games last year. I believe he only played forty eight of them. Um, he started the season off red hot. Played twelve games, averaged over twenty a game. About six assists, five rebounds. He was on fire, and the Nets were playing around 500 basketball. He ended up missing a ton of games in the middle of the year. Led to the emergence of Spencer Dinwiddie. Karis LeVert took a little bit of a leap last year. So other guys had the opportunity and took advantage of it. But he's the key to what they're going to do this season. I think he's in for a big year. I think he's going to finish in the top three for most improved player. Dom, what are you, our other Nets reporter? What do you think about the Nets this year? I 100% agree with Billy, first of all, that they're going to be better than the Knicks. I mean, the Knicks don't even have Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and we don't know when he's going to get back. But the one thing that I like from the Nets, and I think Billy can attest to this, maybe I don't know, maybe you'll disagree, but um, they had trouble rebounding the ball a little bit last year and some defensive problems. A lot. And <laughs> yeah, true. And adding guys like Ed Ed Davis coming off the bench, I think that could help them. Kenneth Fareed can help them coming off the bench. Guys like these, I'm not talking about the star guys like Karis Levert and um, Rondé so Hollis. We're putting the star on Levert's name. You know what I mean. Nets star. star. That's key Come players. On. What is he talking about? Uh, <laughs> We're talking about the Nets here. I'm not talking about guys on like LeBron's level. Teams can be starless. But anyway, I really like Shabazz Napier coming off the bench. I think, and Billy wrote this on Twitter. He really likes the depth of this team, and I have to agree with him in there in that regard. And I think the Nets. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs because to do so, I think they have to win around 44 games, and they won 20 last. 44. You think so? As an eight seed, I, I don't think. I think and the eight is going to be about 40 wins. I, I, I don't okay. think it's be more than that. They're definitely going to so be that, be, that would have to be a 12-win, um, like a better season of 12 wins. They went, up, they went up eight wins last season. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. They did. So um, Why? We just have you remind us. <laughs> yeah, I know. They went from 21-20-28, and now they're going to win 40. Um, I, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I'm not with there on Billy, um, but I think they're going to be the best – team in New York and they have a lot of young pieces with the veterans on the coming off the bench that the defense is going to get better and Karis LeVert's going to take an extra step he's 24 years old this is third season right Billy yep. and I, I think he's going to be a big integral part of this Nets team I mean these points aren't ridiculous I'm not I'm not saying they're coming out of left field Charlie do we do we agree as yeah I, I definitely agree that the Nets will be better than the Knicks this year the Knicks this is definitely a rebuilding year for them uh, hopefully they attract 
some star free agents, whether that's Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler or Kevin Durant. But that's something oh, I'd like to get into yeah, a little bit later. I was going to say, I struck a nerve with Billy. <laughs> uh, if they're going to win 20 to 25 games and be, I think, among the three worst teams in basketball this year. Then no one's going to come. I disagree with that completely. Well, they're, the rookie, they're, they're getting great the Lakers, mm-hmm. and they were also But they were the competitive. Yeah, but the Knicks brand. Come on, you think a superstar doesn't want to? We can get into that. Yeah, with I, the Knicks. I, I, I don't know. I have the history of the last fifteen years <laughs> to prove that. I'm yeah. with you on that with the Knicks. Uh, it's overrated. Every year we hear a superstar's interested in the Knicks. Year. It doesn't happen. I do think Kevin Durant, if he leaves the Warriors, the Knicks will be a prime option. But I just, I find but it hard in, to believe. In Kevin Durant's eyes, why would you come to New York and like? Well, I think for him, plenty, I think he's plenty of cap I think space. he's ex- yeah, but he can get money anyway. Plenty, first of all, they have warm for one max player. They'd have to move Hardaway and do a couple other things Which to I get. Which I think is doable. And Kevin Durant will basically by himself. He was you don't exactly. Know what the Nets they have do. two max slots. If he wanted to come with someone else, I don't mm-hmm. think that's happening. No, but, no way. <laughs> uh, I think if he did leave the Warriors, the Knicks would be the top option because mm-hmm. I think he's extremely insecure, regardless of what he says, and he wants to prove. Completely opposite. He went to the Warriors. People say so. He, he wants to, to come to the Knicks team. to win a championship. He wants to save the Knicks. Supposedly He's do his what LeBron father's James a Knicks. Didn't do. Supposedly mm-hmm. his father's a Knicks fan too. He respects the Knicks. He likes New York. His agency here, Rock Nation. They're they're based in New York. Um, I think he would give the Knicks a lot of consideration. But other than that, I'm not really sure who else would want to come here, coming off a 20 win season for the Knicks this year. Woo. I guess with Kevin Durant, we just got to check what his burner account handles start becoming. If they're like Knicks fan forever, then maybe that's an indicator. But um, uh, we can get a little bit more into that. This Nets team, I get where you guys are coming from. I do think the Nets roster is overall better than the Knicks because KP is going to be out. I just think, and I, you can call me biased because I'm going to be covering this team, but... I think the Knicks team is a lot more exciting. No shot. They don't have Porzingis. No shot. I think, that's, I that's think KP's the, the Nets play a more exciting style. They K- play KP is going to be coming back. He's not going to be out for the entire season. I think Kevin Knox uh, is going to be. I think not, he's going to be a good player, but what about this year, though? But Ennis Cantor, again, I think he's an underrated big man who uh, is an offensive machine. Now, defensively, I hope he's made. Uh, what do you think about your forward. rookie of the year pick? Uh. This is really starting to turn into a Knicks into 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 a Knicks segment. Uh, along I was just tr- surprised that you picked him as your rookie of the year. But I, that being said, D'Angelo Russell, I think I had him when he when he came when he came into the league. Let's just do Knicks now. We'll get to the Nets later. We're already basically into the Knicks. So I know. Let's just do that. The, we kind of just like bunched them all together. Yeah, we got a little competitive here with the two Nets guys. Versus By the, the way, Knicks shout guys. out Emmanuel Barbari, producer, <laughs> playing that whatever that let's, was. Let's do Knicks. Let's we'll do, do Knicks. Knicks. Cape, Cape. How do you not know what that is? I'm not in the, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> what is that? They it's play that in Knicks games? They used to in the 90s. In oh, the, I, was I around at the 90s going to Knicks games? I'm sorry. <laughs> I was conceived in the 90s. We're gonna go. Actually, let me just talk about Lonzo Trier because this is I've been. This is all I've been thinking about because I maybe it's like the hipster sports fan take where everyone's like, oh, like I'm so into Cape, whatever. I'm no, Lonzo Trier, but only because he's been wowing people in the preseason. He's undrafted uh, rookie who the Nets signed, Knicks. but the Nets <laughs> did not sign him. The Knicks did. My bad. Uh, the reason that he's so interesting to me not only is he obviously been performing well but you know who he is did you guys ever remember when you were a kid watching this like this supposed to be this basketball prodigy i think it was back in 2009 he was on the cover of new york times magazine oh, was he on the cover at age five yeah yeah. Oh, yeah yeah he was Lonzo, he was like a basketball prodigy they did a video of him dribbling and i remember watching that thinking oh one day he's going to be a star where well he's not obviously but he is in the nba now lonzo is that guy and he's uh Looked at by Fizdale, has quoted it by saying he's a 
a transcendent, not a transcendent, but a very aggressive score. In the, uh, and he's already talking about him saying, oh, he's going to probably play most of his year here at the Knicks. Oh, we, they've already been giving him more leeway to score. I think the Knicks have also picked up players like Mario Hazonia. Uh, Tim Hardaway is a great scorer. Hopefully he's improved on his defense because if he has, that's going to be a big up. Uh, Frank, I hope, is also going to take a step forward. I think there's a lot of aspects to this Did team. Did you hear that they're going to start him at small forward, Frank Nielakina? I heard a report about that. I think uh, I think they're starting. I think their starting lineup is going to be Burke, Nilakina, Lance Thomas, Enos Kanter. I'm not sure who's starting at the three. Maybe Courtney Lee if he's back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Nilakina ultimately he's more of an off-ball player. I think everyone yeah. talked about Kyrie Irving, the vision of that. It seems like that's not going to happen no. anymore. But I th- I liked his fit personally as a two guard next to him. He could be a secondary ball handler. He's big enough to defend the two. Um, he doesn't have to have all the pressure on him. I personally think that's his best spot. Trey Burke, he had a really good second half of the year once he joined the he Knicks. He was so good. He averaged about 16 coming, a game. Every game he was But I take that with a grain of salt. It was the end of the year on Some a bad team. Time. Yeah, it took a lot of shots for a bad team. Um, a couple years ago, not to bring it back to the Nets, but Sean Kilpatrick had a similar end of the season, and then he just stunk up the joint mm-hmm. the next year. So um, I'd be wary of that. I do think he has a spot on an NBA roster, but as a starter, they're definitely He's definitely that over position. Emmanuel Moutier, who can't even hit a three anymore. I believe he shot 15% in the preseason and they got him to be like that guy. And then Trey Burke comes out of nowhere and takes that spot from him like that last year. Although I will point out Victor Oladipo has, has created a lot of hope for, for NBA franchises, not a preface this, not that any of these guys in this roster will, <laughs> will improve to that level. But the idea that if you're not a hit right away in the league, doesn't mean you There's can't time, eventually, yeah. you know what I'm trying to say? So that's why I'm talk, pointing out a Mario Hazonia <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, I was on D'Angelo Russell from the beginning. <laughs> I thought D'Angelo Russell was one of the best picks in that draft. I thought I D'Angelo Russell was one of the best prospects to come out of college in the last 10 years. I mean, a 6'5 lefty point guard could shoot, can pass. We'll get into more of that later. But you say Victor Oladipo, I think D'Angelo Russell this year. Yeah, and I'm not saying that's false. I'm talking about the idea that just because like, you talk about Moutier, yes, he does struggle with the three, but so does Ben Simmons, and he's making his way through the league. But he does other things, though. What does Exa- Emmanuel Moutier do? I don't know until he shows it. That's what I'm saying is that I think this Knicks roster has a lot of potential, and, and you, that's just, why it's exciting. Just to jump in here, I mean, obviously Kevin Knox is going to be the best rookie on this team, but I think a lot of people are overlooking. What if he isn't? Are you with me he on Alonzo? Alonzo are you with me on Alonzo? Tre- Come on, Charlie. <laughs> I, that's a little bit of a joke. For Preseason. Me, that's all I'm going to say. Preseason. I think Alonzo Trier is going to be a good find as an undrafted free I, agent. I think it was a good find by the Knicks, especially as like you just said. <laughs> I just don't know why. I just copied exactly what you said. But undrafted, I think there's a big pickup for the Knicks that can really turn into a good, solid player. No, I mean, I see a lot of Lou Williams in him personally. Not Lou Williams of 22 points per game of last year, but the course of his career, he's been a solid bench scorer. I think he could do something similar to that. Um, calling him Rookie of the Year, I think, is a little premature. Um, Kevin Knox is still going to be the best rookie on this team. He's going to have a good season despite struggling in the preseason. He's not starting to start the year, which I'm a little worried about why they're not doing that. I mean, they don't really have playoff aspirations this year. I'd put him out there. Um, but he should be starting in no time. Um, let's not get too crazy with Alonzo Trier. I just think that you, Reed and maybe other Knicks fans are overlooking the Mitchell Robinson pick. He's just so raw. Him He's, too, yeah. He was really good in the summer league, and uh, I think down the line he could end up being their starting center for years to come. Yeah, and I, again, that's my overall point. I should, didn't mention Robinson. That's a good point. But, but the potential of this roster, I think, will make for an exciting team, especially if KP gets back sooner than we think. Although, I'm also with Billy, and it would be smarter to suck. 
It yeah, would so be I don't smart. think they're going to have to make that decision. I think they're going to. It's going to happen. <laughs> Should we go out there and win a championship or suck? They don't have to. I make think they're going to win a championship. Nah, they, but, make the playoffs. But I mean, this you can't tell me this Knicks roster fully healthy. You can't, but knowing can't the Knicks, I they're going to get a they're going to get a Porzingis? top five pick and with the hope of signing a yeah, big free agent. But before, but before, knowing the Knicks, they'll screw it up somehow, but, like they've done in the past. Well, they draft. I don't love that narrative either because they drafted KP. KP was averaging thirty points a game before he got injured. I think people are surprisingly sleeping on KP. I was mostly talking about with the Frank Nealakina draft. I don't think Frank's a bust. We, I, I mean, think every, he's a fine player, every but guy considering not, who was there. But every guy, you, yeah, exactly. That's the truth. But at the same time, you miss so much in the draft, too. Just, like, every guy who's drafted doesn't have to be a star. You know how many guys are valuable to no, choose? I understand that, yeah. So I think Frank ends up being a good defender who, who can be a secondary ball handler. That is a good pickup for the Knicks, whether they even if they missed on on better players in that draft. That's a good, I mean, yeah, getting Frank could be a good pick, but they could have ended up with a superstar and possibly like a Dennis Smith Jr. who they ended up passing or over. Or Donovan Mitchell. Here, just yeah. to give the Knicks some, to back up my opinion, I think they're going to be one of the three worst teams in basketball this year. Next you, year. Had him, you had them at, at Atlanta and Sacramento. I think those are the three worst teams in basketball. Nate Silver of 538 projects the Knicks to be the worst team in basketball with 23 wins, tied with the Kings with 23 wins. Um, you look all over, the Knicks are going to be the, one of the worst teams. And Knicks fans shouldn't get their hopes up. This is what be what they want. This is the best thing long-term for them. They got Porzingis. He's a premier talent. He hopefully comes back healthy. You get Nilakini. He looks like he'll be a good role player around other good players. Kevin Knox, I think I was super high on him all through the draft process. I ranked as my fifth best player, I think. Um, I think he's going to be a really, really good player. Yeah, and you made the call. we got to give him his, his, his due diligence. Uh, Billy made the call. Kevin Knox is going to the Knicks before he got drafted too, so he's you're all in on this guy. You know, I think, you Kevin, know him I think well. Kevin Knox is going to be a lot better in the pros than he was in college. You see that with a lot of guys, but I think they have good pieces now. This year will get them another top five guy. I mean, if you add an R.J. Barrett, as Zion Williamson, or a Cam Reddish, oh, one of these please, guys, please bring Zion to, to this Knicks core, which I don't think the Knicks are going to have to tank to do so. I think they're going to be that bad, yeah. genuinely. Um, <laughs> this is the backhanded. Then you then you have a really nice young core, and I don't even think you need to get a big time free agent next year. I, that might be rushing the process to expect that to happen because um, I'm not sure who would come. But that's a really nice young core to move forward with, and Knicks fans should be excited. Well, Scott Perry and David Fisdale and. Steve Mills all said that they're just going to wait it out, see what happens, and then come the summer, if they have the money, they can maybe go out and get a, a big-time free agent. They'll have a top-five pick. It'll it'll all work out in the end for Knicks fans. If if they get a free agent, because obviously everyone was talking about Kyrie Irving as well, and he already basically threw that off the table. Although I would not take his word for it. Unless something blows up with the Celtics, even in that situation, I don't know if he's going to still come to the Knicks. I don't know. I know he was like a, he likes the Knicks. He said that in the past or whatever. But all right, you guys talk. Billy, was, you said that it, the best thing for the Knicks is to suck because they end up getting a no draft doubt. pick. Why is that not the same case for the Nets? Because they're on the come up. Although are they long, long term? We that, are, didn't we already say they don't have the pieces like the suit? Like you talked about Russell being a great complementary or a secondary kind of guy on a championship level team. They don't have if, unless you're saying that they're going to get free agents to their team. Shouldn't they be approaching it the same way as the Knicks then? That's the other angle that a lot of Nets fans talk about. The Nets, long-term, the smartest move might be to tank this year and, and th- get a super high pick. But They do have their first-round pick I, this year. And finally. they have Denver's first-round pick mm-hmm. also, which that's a really tough Western Conference. Could end up in the lottery. I don't think so. But they have that option. I think if things aren't going well towards the trade deadline, they'll look to ship off some of the veterans and they will tank. I don't think they're going to be bad enough to do that at the deadline. I think they'll ultimately choose to push a little bit more towards the playoffs. Um but there's two ways to do it. You can either build through the draft or you can build through free agency. I think the Nets are too good right now, and they have too many young guys that are promising to give up on them and just start from scratch again. 
Uh, so I think you're going to see D'Angelo Russell. I think he's going to make a jump to a borderline all-star caliber player this year. I think mm. Karis LeVert's going to solidify himself as a solid starter, a 15-point-per-game mm-hmm. type of guy, which with his defense and playmaking ability, that's a good player to have on the wing. I think Jared Allen, ultimately, he has top-five center potential. I think he could maybe be become a top-ten guy this year. Um, and he's only in his second year. He came out after his freshman year at Texas. So he's got a lot of room for growth. And then you have good role players. You have Joe Harris. They just resigned this year. He's a really good shooter. He's someone on a good team. He could be a weapon in years to come. So I think they have those pieces. You get two first-round picks. Maybe they're not top five, but you get Denver and a Brooklyn pick if they're both competing between 10 and 16, 10 and 18. I mean, those are two picks that are going to help you. The Nets have gotten Kyra Silvert and Jared Allen the last couple of years in the 20s. So they show that they have good scouting department. They have good drafting abilities. And Luckily they, for them, because they didn't have those like, exactly, top 10 and picks. those two pieces to their core now, they look like really good players. So if you can get two picks from the ten to sixteen, ten to eighteen range next year, even if they don't tank, that could be helpful to them for the future. And then they have two max slots next summer. So I think things are looking up for the Nets, and it'll be fun to watch this year. They could. Why are we not talking about the Nets being able to get free agents? To that team, I think a lot of people are. If you look at a lot of these articles online, I think everyone's been talking about. Like Jimmy Butler had the Knicks, the Nets, and the Clippers on their list. In the years past, no one would have put the Nets on their list. Yes, Jimmy Butler had Knicks, Nets, and Clippers. I mean, there's been some. Is that be? Is that purely? I guess I should have phrased the question better. Is that purely because? There we go. (laughs) Um, is that is that purely because of this roster they've put together, or is it because I think if you look at the brand, I feel like the Nets brand because of the move they made. Where they just mortgaged out their future for the the Kevin Garnett and the Paul Pierce whatever trade. See, that's the casual fan perspective. This is why I'm trying to get you guys away from this. Well, people, people that aren't following the Nets every day, they a lot of them still think that's the case, but they have completely different management since then. It's the third year that they do, and I think they have some of the top management and coaching staffs in the league. Sean Marks is one of the top. Exactly. These are the things we need to talk about. Exactly. Because so that, I think a lot of our listeners are the casual fan. They okay. don't know this. So. I'll bring something up. A couple years ago, I don't know if you guys probably remember him. Louis Scola, former NBA player, played for the Rockets most of his career. He he's played on their staff now, right? He's not, but they have Tiago Splitter, Pablo Prigioni. But Louis Scola, when he was with the Nets for that one year, what he said was, and this was year one of the rebuild, he said, the Nets have everything. They have great new facility, practice facility. They have a great arena, new state-of-the-art. They have great coaching staff, great front office. They have all the pieces except for the talent. But he said once they get the, the, a little bit more talent, they're going to get whoever they want. And it's, it's just that much more impressive. They didn't have draft picks, and they didn't have any cap space in that at that time period as well. Exactly. Sean, Sean Marks has been able to do move pieces around, get D'Angelo Russell in here, make those draft picks like Karis LeVert and Jared Allen. It's it's really impressive. Get D'Angelo Russell for mm-hmm. an expiring Brook Lopez. I mean, that, that was a steal in itself there. So he's and brought Mazgoff. this team. Exactly. <laughs> they got rid of Mozgov. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah, I mean, just to prove, the Knicks had the same exact contract with Noah as the Nets did with Mozgov the Knicks ended up buying him out now have six million plus on their cap the next no they stretched and waved him exactly but they, for the next four or five years um and the Nets got rid of Mozgov for Dwight Howard and all they gave up was like a second round pick so and they <laughs> end up buying Dwight Howard out and they save cap space for next year that's how they have it's two max smart. contracts so the Nets I think they're doing everything right they got to keep pushing if they contend for a playoff spot this year I don't even mean to say that they make it but they show they're in that ninth to eight range um, and a couple of their young guys take steps. I think this is going to be an attractive team for agents next summer. Although, I don't think Kyrie leaves. Kevin Durant, I don't think, is coming to the Nets. The one guy, I, I don't know if I want Jimmy Butler, but it also depends on where he gets traded. But the one guy I think they have a shot at is Kawhi Leonard. I think Sean Marks was in San Antonio with him. He has a good relationship with him. A couple different NBA reporters already talked about that relationship. I don't think he's staying in Toronto. I think I would say the Clippers are the number one favorite. I was just about to say that. He supposedly <laughs> doesn't want to go to the Lakers. I'd say the Clippers are the number one favorite, but I wouldn't rule out the Nets as the second team. All right, well, I'm, I, you you guys make great points. I I just feel 
maybe because I'm not as clued into this Nets team as I am the Knicks team again, where we do have different angles. I'm looking at it. What do we think then? With all this year, both teams are going to be average at best. So for New York fans listening and thinking, why am I going to be so invested in this team still? Who do we think is going to be the better franchise like five years from now? And like and and for real, like honest, like in terms of you talked about their front office, the Nets. Do we really have that much faith that they can turn this team around, or do we think like KP is going to end up becoming an MVP type talent? It's so hard because it all depends on free agency, would, in my opinion. I think that's a question for after next summer. Yeah. See yeah, I mean, what they so get free agency. Because obviously, we could sit here right now and be like, the Nets are going to be better. But then the Knicks might get, just I'm not going to say they're going to get him, but they could get Kevin Durant. And then you're going to be like, oh, the, the Knicks are going to be better in five years. Well, I, th- I think when that- we were talking about Kevin Durant in the beginning, do we think like he'll he's, him or another free agent I, is going to come to New York? Well, only one like Max guy can come to New York. And I feel like Kevin Durant, if he comes to New York, they still won't have like pieces around him. For him to do anything with this you don't team, think Christoph, why do why I feel like Christoph Porzingis does not get the respect he deserves? This man, he's is always a, injured. He's never on the court. Uh, he's when not he's always the, injured. He's 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 injured. He, he, always starts off the, he always starts off the season averaging thirty points. Exactly. And then he, he gets tired and gets injured. Yes. He got he, he gets he got tired. He was averaging thirty a game, like you said, and it wasn't before he got way before he got injured. He started just deteriorating, and he went down to twenty two a game. Yeah. He was averaging like sixteen, seventeen Granted, per game for a month. Granted, if Washington. Porzingis can somehow come back and play like that, then I'll give that I, to you. I think Porzingis is, is developing. He's young and came from from Europe, and he's mm-hmm. he needs time to be able to get used to an NBA schedule That's and fair. NBA play style. And that last year, that was after I remember specifically they played the Wizards. And he came out and specifically told the media that he was tired. He's you can't gassed. Say that. Yeah, you can't uh, he's say not that. perfect. What would Jimmy Butler say to that? Soft. <laughs> Soft. <laughs> He'd show up to the Knicks practice still on Minnesota's <laughs> roster and be like, "KP, you can't guard me." <laughs> um, I, again, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying KP's perfect, but I just feel like uh, we've had other athletes in the past who have had injury problems in the beginning of their career and then end going end up going on to win, let's say, an MVP. Maybe the become the first consensus MVP. I'm talking about Steph Curry. There are players like that. Or Kevin Durant had a foot injury. I'm just worried about him being seven three. I mean, it's kind of unprecedented. All these lower body yeah. body injuries for these big men. That that's something that scares you a lot. And that, that is true. That is very true. Of, I he he doesn't play a very. Uh, Grind and pound kind of offense, though. So don't you think the fact that he's going to be more of a (laughs) 2009 Jets? Well, (laughs) the idea of like you know, trying to say the old school. I get that. No, it's not going to be as bad on his body, but his feet are a different story. I think actually this style of play is worse for his feet. He's getting up and down the court more. He's playing a faster pace, playing more from the perimeter. That I think it's worse on your feet and your legs and your and your knees and all that. So. I think he's going to recover fine from this injury, but I just worry about his durability long term. But aside from that, I think the Knicks have their star, the guy they want to build around. The Nets are still looking for that. I don't think Russell will be that. I think he'll be a good player, but I don't think he could be that number one option type. I have some doubts about Porzingis being a number one option on a title team too, but um, I think the Knicks are closer in that regard. But I think the Nets are about one or two years ahead of the Knicks in their rebuild. I think they have more of a core in place, more depth in their core. If you look at the Knicks, they have Porzingis, Knox, Nilakina, and then you have all these Guys, Hizonia, Vonley, guys are taking chances on, but you don't expect them to be part of that core. Trey Burke's been a journeyman to this point. Um, so I don't think they're as far in terms of the depth of their young core as the Nets are. I also trust the Nets management a little bit more as of now, although I think the Knicks are in the right direction so far. They haven't had any slip-ups. I like Fizdale and his demeanor that he has to deal with New York. Um, but I think the Nets are a little bit ahead of the Knicks right now. Um, five years right now is a long time. Like Charlie said, we're going to have to see after next summer. Okay, so let me, let me. Are the Nets then? We can go in the Nets. 
What's more, where are they more? It's assuming that they get their franchise guy. They get their one. They put on the posters, sells all the jerseys. Let's say Kawhi. Let's lead, put Kawhi. Leads them. Well, that that's kind of my question. Where is that guy most likely to come from? Is he currently in the league, or is he going to get drafted? Do for we, the Nets, I think they're not the tanking, Nets. so I think it's going to end up having to be free agency. Otherwise, they're going to have to start from scratch so, three years down the line. You know, right. I, I'm just thinking because uh, you could end up getting a guy in the middle of the draft who ends up being a franchise Those player. are extremely rare, though. That, that's but, like a Donovan Mitchell type thing. That's really rare. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, Kawhi Leonard but was we have like, a, even Donovan, Donovan Mitchell, I think he was the 13th pick. I mean, but it's if we not have confidence like in Sean Marks, he's made great moves. I'm just putting that out there. And then if that's the case, who who is going to be that guy? Because I don't know if there's – even if Jimmy Butler comes to the Nets – I don't think he's a number one guy on a championship level. The thing I about don't the, either. The but. thing about the Nets, right now they're doing everything right. You're getting the young guys in place to get that free agent, but if they don't get a free agent, then you're in trouble because you're just stuck with these like same kind of level guys. You know what I mean? And you need that well, star. That's game. why they you have a lot. why they have game. a lot of decisions this summer. They have basically more than half their roster are free agents. I mean, you got the main guys. Russell's a restricted free agent. Rondé Hollis Jefferson's a restricted free agent. And you got all these other vets, Fareed, Carroll, Dudley. All these guys are free agents. They have a ton of salary coming off, but they have to. And Spencer Dinwiddie is a free agent too. They have to decide who they're going to keep and who they're not. So I think Russell's someone in their plans. Unless they end up getting, let's say, a Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, then you don't need Russell. But I think Russell's in their plans. Hollis Jefferson, I don't think they'll keep. Although they like him, he's just going to take up too much money for them to do anything. Um, other than that, maybe Dinwiddie they keep. But other than that, I don't think they're going to keep any of those other guys. And if they do strike out on free agency next year. I could see them doing what they've done the last couple of years, using that cap space to take on other teams' contracts for draft picks, and then that but gives eventually them, you need to get the free that agent. gives them more assets than you just delay it one more year. I mean, you got Anthony Davis the next year, so I wouldn't be against that. I mean, maybe it gives you <laughs> team another year to grow. So um, I think they're they're moving along, but at some point you need the big fish to just take a chance on the Nets. And the Knicks are in the same boat. I mean, Enos Cantor is going to be a free agent after this year, although he thinks he's staying along no. <laughs> with the star. He always recruits these other guys. Doesn't realize he has LeBron to leave. James yeah. come to New York. Yeah. Tim Hardaway Jr. I could see getting <laughs> traded uh, uh, next summer to make some more room. Courtney Lee. Uh, Courtney Lee is going to be gone. Emmanuel. Moody is going to be gone. Uh, Noah Vonley. Vonley, like, Hazonia, all these guys. All these guys, guys are just t- uh, – Hazonia was uh, was a one-year deal. Vonley, I think, was also one-year deal. These are just so roster they, fillers. Yeah, that it's just roster fillers on, to make the next year break get out. a free agent. Uh, it's I'll bet unlikely. against it at this point. <laughs> all right, <laughs> anything see. else before we get going, guys? I guess just records, I guess. Uh, records I, and standings. Let's yeah, do it. I think with – I'm with Billy. I think the Knicks will probably be uh, – the second worst team in the East, I think Atlanta's far worse. Um, and with the Nets, I think they'll be hovering around uh, ninth or tenth in the conference. I I agree with that. Like I said, I don't think the Nets are going to make the playoffs. I said before the his last year was I believe it was forty three wins, the eighth seed. It might be a little bit down, like Billy said, to about forty. But I don't see the Nets making that twelve win jump just yet. So I'll put them around thirty six wins and around ninth or tenth as well. Um, I could see, I could see the, I, I, after all that discussion, I do think that the Nick Nets will probably be the better team out of the Knicks, but it's not, doesn't mean that they're going to be a very good team. I think they could, because of the Eastern Conference's lack of depth, could sneak into the playoffs. Wait, who? Uh, the the Nets. Nets. Oh, okay. But uh, overall, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the Knicks. I think both teams are going to be pretty standard at best, though. I think, like Charlie said, the Knicks and the Hawks are the two worst teams in the East. Who will be the worst will depend on when Porzingis comes back. Depends also on Trey Young's production in Atlanta. I think he's going to be fairly 
15 points a game with really bad shooting percentages. But um, I think it will be between those two teams is the worst teams in the East. Knicks will be picking the top of the draft. So they're getting one of those blue-chip Duke guys. So Knicks fans watch a lot of Duke basketball this year. The <laughs> That's Nets, so depressing. The Nets, I think, will be anywhere from 8 to 10. I wouldn't be surprised in any of those spots. I think they'll be around 35 to 37 wins. I could see them push to 40, but I'm going to say – I'll say 37 if you ask me right now. Um I have them at eight just because it's fun. Why not? Let's pick them. We have, I have no idea about the other teams um, either. I think it's up for grabs. I'll say the Nets get the eight seed. D'Angelo Russell, breakout, finishes second, most impo- uh, improved player. Carousel Verde takes a step. And Kenny Atkinson's going to get some recognition for Coach of the Year. All right, guys. Well, I guess we really have nothing else left but to watch the season play out. Uh, thank you for joining us. This has been another, I guess, New York edition, we could say of pick and pod uh make sure to come check out all of our art all of our work on wfb sports we have this is where pick and pods posted every week but uh everything we put out is we covered our two new york teams and the nba as a whole until our next episode guys bye for now